Hello and welcome back to the newest edition of Hanging Out with Hagen. I'm your host, Ryan Hagen. As always, joined by my co-host and good friend, Steve Kurgowski. We have an awesome show planned for you today. Um, I know it's pretty cold outside, so hopefully this episode brings you a little bit of warmth. What do you think about that, Stevie? Ooh, I like that. I think this will definitely bring some warmth and uh, you know, enjoy this cold weather a little bit. I know, I know. So it's been a couple of days. How's your weekend? It was good. It was a busy weekend. Enjoyed it a little bit. Uh, kind of laid low Friday. Went out Saturday. Had some lunch with you and the Trentacle. Yeah. That transitioned into hanging out with Trent's girlfriend and crew, the Gapster. And then uh, Wes Schwartz came by, which uh, I think we'll be hearing from him a little later. Yeah, spoiler alert, Wes is our interview this That's week. That's right. We'll be hearing from him. We could talk about that and ended up at the basement. And then Sunday was a chill sesh, nothing but chilling. So nice. How was your weekend? It was pretty good. I uh, hung out with you on Saturday in the day. It was pretty low-key in the evenings. Then I went to the uh, the Bears game on Sunday. Ooh, nice. So I heard you guys had a pretty light or uh, late evening, rather, yeah. uh, Saturday night. A little late, but or nothing too crazy. Sunday morning, rather. That's true. So, yeah, it was a good weekend, and I'm ready to check out see what happened with Week 10 and see what's moving forward awesome. with Week 11. Glad to hear it, man. So let's uh, let's hit it. Rapid-fire recap. Take it away. Rapid-fire recap, as always. Week 10, the first contestants we show is Clear Eyes, Full Chub Can't Lose. We're saved by LaBelle, yours truly. Not much of a competition. Tony, as always, 148.8, just a route. When he puts in two backup receivers, Golden Tate and Christian Kirk, they give you 50 points. Game over from the get-go. I had 84.6. Can't score. What else is new? Tough game. What do we got next? Uh, we got Odell Beckham Jesus, Nick Benassi versus Aaron's effing blinders, Jared Giacchino. Uh Nick pulled this one out, 87.1 to 76.1. Uh, there's been a couple uh, implications of a schedule gate. Uh, this game didn't necessarily help his case, but... Uh, you know what? He still put up a respectable score. I think later in the in the pod season, we're going to have to look into this a little further. So we'll take a look. Up next, we have the Tisburg Fielders. First look at the detail. Uh, Trent, the fall from grace from the hot start is just continuing. 105.8 deets, 86.3 Trent. Uh, Trent's in a bind. He needs to figure it out, figure it out quick. Yeah, I feel, I feel for him on that, man. Uh, and, you know, it's tough, but, you know, good for Dietz. Dietz is getting back to the playoff shape, as always. Next game, first place versus last place. Jones in for my Julio versus Godwin's team. And uh, God wasn't helping much of Brandon's team this week. Lost 112.5 to 79.8. Uh, almost the lowest score for Brandon this week. Jock beat him out by a little bit. But, you know, Wes again, just another high-performing offense, and Lamar Jackson's just killing it for him. Yeah, it looks like Brandon forgot to say his Hail Marys this week. And, you know, I'm going to let this last game over to Ryan. Ryan, tell me what you feel. I feel like you have a lot to say. I have a ton to say. And uh, <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm going to forewarn everybody. Uh, I haven't done this all year, but uh, it's a little pity party. I mean, I'm incredibly frustrated. Uh pretty poor performance on my end. Uh, what's very frustrating about it is I did have a lot of guys put together decently respectable games, uh, but I didn't have a single player get in the end zone, which really just fucking killed me. That hurts. Um, but the person that I'm going to blame the most and deserves the bulk of this criticism is none other than David fucking Johnson. Uh, if you look at the box score, Oof. David Johnson... Did not leave the game with an injury, and he finished with negative one points. 
Negative one. How's that even possible? I, from an RB1, I know, right? It's fucking ridiculous. Uh, and now I don't know if he's even going to really play much. It's I, I have no idea who's going to be there. Uh, second person I'm going to blame is Sean fucking McDermott, dude. Devin Singletary has a spectacular game last week. And then they have this fucking terrible quarterback. And then this week they decide, oh, you know what? We have a we have a good young running back that's going to score a lot of points, but oh no, fuck! We're going to have our terrible quarterback have an aerial assault, and we're going to lose by three points and only give Devin Singletary the ball eleven times. It's ridiculous. Um, that's really all I got. I'm sorry for the rant. It's just very frustrating, and uh, you know what? I, I probably deserve to lose. You know, and I just want to make one note of this. I'm looking through your team right now. You know, Devontae Adams, seven receptions, 118 yards. Allen Robinson, six for 86. Your tight end, Everett, eight for 68. And Joe Mixon, 114 yards on the ground, not talking about his receptions. Um, like you said, a lot of good performances, but you're just missing that elusive touchdown. And it was only one score. And, and you know what? Credit uh, where credit is due. Miller, Miller won. Miller had 23 points from his defense. Two uh, defensive touchdowns. You take one of those away, and it's a different game. And Miller might be uh, having the same cry, saying luck didn't go his way. But I know. Also, also, just one last little remark, and then I'll move on from it, and I'll take ownership. But Gerald Everett did have a touchdown, but then they called it back. So that one was pretty tough to watch. Salt in the wound. Very, right very frustrating week. Uh, last night looked like I was maybe going to pull it out, too. Uh, Russ was on the goal line and handed it off, but I don't know, man. That's enough of my bitching. Let's move on. Let's Tough look ahead. for the kid. Good luck to Miller. Five and five, fighting for that playoffs. I, I want to give you a little credit in there. Uh, we won't dwell any further. We're going to go straight to week 11. It's a new week, fresh start, and it starts with Pittsburgh feelers uh, shaping it in the playoff form, as always, for Save by LaBelle. Um, I'm not even going to talk about it. We all know who the favorite is here. Dietz is getting ready. Dietz is part of Girlfriend Gang now. He's now focused, and he's rearing in for the playoffs. It's cuffing season, not only for his uh, girlfriend, but for the playoff team. So uh, big matchup for him. He needs this win. He doesn't want that seventh loss. Next, Ryan. Uh, we got Aaron's effing blinders for Shake and Bake Kyle Miller. Uh, Steve's game of the week. Uh, I think this one's going to be a good one. Um, Miller's team is rolling. Uh, he's got a high projection, second highest projection of the week, um, only to Wes. Uh, Jared, he's actually catches Jared on a pretty good week because Jared's got quite a few buys. But <clears throat> nonetheless, I think this is going to be a great game. Yeah, I'm really, really curious to see how this play out. Like you said, it's the game of the week, so uh, should be a good one. Two 500 teams. Next, we got to look at the detail. Odell Beckham, Jesus, Trent, this this fall that I keep talking about. He needs to make the bleeding stop. Uh, it's going to be tough against Benassi. I don't know what Benassi saw in Trent's schedule this week to schedule him playing in week 11, but Benassi saw something when he was making making schedule gate earlier this year. So uh, he knows something we don't yet, and I'm sure we'll find out. And then, Ryan, what about your game? Uh, we got my game uh, against West Jones for my Julio. Uh, I'm really nervous. Uh, it's do or die for me. Uh, it's looking more like die, uh, a very terrible death, uh, because I, my two best players are out. But, you know, stranger things have happened in fantasy football, so I'm trying to be positive. Uh, let's finish it up, Steve. We'll finish it up with Clear Eyes Full Chub Can't Lose versus Godwin's team. Tony versus Brandon. Always good for a little smack talk. Brandon likes to, you know, do... Uh, I remember back in the day, in the uh, dwell or not dwell nineteen, the apartment nineteen days, 
at Willow Trails, the push-up contest. It usually seems when Brandon barks at Tony, Tony bites back. I expect a similar result. Brandon has a high projection for, for his record, but I, I don't know if that's going to help him out. I, I'm going with Tony, as always. And uh, that's your Week 11 look-ahead. And now we have some schedule updates. You know, um, Three teams locked in the playoffs now with seven wins or more. Wes, Benassi, Tony, two teams out. Me, Brandon, that leaves three spots available to five teams. Five and five, five and five, and three, four, and sixes. We got Jared and Miller at five and five, leading the pack. That was a tough loss for Jared last week. He could have really separated himself here, but he didn't. Uh, and then you got Miller. Miller's just, uh, he's still around. He's fighting through. And then four of the six, four of the sixes teams, I'm sorry. You have Trent, Dietz, and Hagen. Hagen, how are you feeling about this little cluster right you now? You know, I'm, I'm really nervous. Um, like I mentioned earlier, I was doing a little bit of looking ahead, and I'm so far behind in points that at, at, at six wins, uh, I still have to get a little bit lucky. But after I was crunching the numbers, I think that if you do get to six wins, I believe you are pretty much for sure in. Um, I, I guess trying to be objective, but I, I guess I'm a little bit subjective here. I think I have the toughest road. I have uh, Wes, and then I have Tony. And then I finished the season off with Dietz. Um, Dietz's team has been pretty hot as of late. Um, but if I sneak out a win between Wes and Tony, then at least I'm kind of in a control my own destiny game. Uh, looking ahead, Jared and Jared actually has plays Miller and Trent, which is going to be interesting because uh, the three of them are kind of also fighting for that spot. So, you know, Ryan. You've been very doom and gloom this episode, but I do want to say I am actually impressed with your four and six record with your points for being lower. Be, I'm talking about the five and five and four and six teams, you're at least 80 points lower than everyone else there at the minimum. Uh, there's some other wide gaps when you keep going up. So I'm actually impressed you're hanging in there. If you somehow right this ship, there is still hope. You're on a three game losing streak, that hurts. Uh, other streaks going on, you know, me and BJ with two losses each in a row, no surprise there. You got Miller with two wins in a row. That's actually the one that's standing out the most right now in this cluster that we keep talking about. Um, Jared, you know, Jared lost one, but he was hot. Uh, there's a lot of moving. There's three weeks left, and I feel like we're going to be talking about this for the next three weeks. So uh, let's see where it plays yeah, out. It's going to be interesting. I really like that you're really throwing me under the bus with that points, and it's my my show here. Well, so. you know, you were throwing yourself a I, pity party. I, I will, just, I I will say, correct you a little I bit. had a 41-point week, which just absolutely <laughs> demolished my points for. I mean, that's what really crushed me. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to make excuses here and say that my team's really good, because it's not. I'm just saying that 41-point week really just absolutely destroyed my points for. So that's what we have for the... Rapid Fire Recap, Week 11 Look Ahead, and the Standings Ryan Hagen Pity Party. Up next, we have an interview with Wes Schwartz. I hope you enjoy it. Yeah, it's going to be a good one, and uh, I do apologize for the pity party. This has probably been the most frustrated I've been uh, in the history of fantasy football, so I I like to think it's a little bit out of character, uh, but nonetheless, I've been very frustrated. All right, as promised, we have a very special interview this week. Uh, the 9-1 Wes Schwartz. Wes, thanks for coming on. What up, boys? Yes. How's it feel? Uh, for me, pretty bad. <laughs> but for Wes, it feels great. 9-1. and one. Uh, We have a lot to talk about. We're going to get into the team deep. 
But first, I want to cover some breaking news that happened yesterday. Oh, boy. Breaking via, news. Reported via Instagram. Kyle Peter Dietz, Big Dick Dietz. KPD. Has a girlfriend, long-distance girlfriend. We are talking to his roommate right now. Yes, sir. Uh, Wes, what can you tell us? This is some astonishing oh, news we received. Oh, man. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I saw it coming, man. I, I saw it coming. Let me let, let me bring you through. Yes. The second that I knew, man. Yes, please. So so you so everyone uh, went off to Europe, right? Had their had the Euro trip. Yep. I I I didn't have Kyle for a week to you know hang out with. And I, I I remember I was excited. Yourself. I was I was like, oh, Kyle's coming back. I'm gonna hang out with him. We're gonna catch up. He's gonna tell me about Europe. I get home. I walk into my place. Kyle has his earphones in on the couch, talking on the phone. I'm like, all right, he's talking to his mom or dad or something. But this is weird. Something's off because he's usually in his room when he does this. He goes to his room. He talks to his parents. I see him 30 minutes later. I'm like, something isn't right about this. He's got this giddy smile on his face. Oh, the smirk. Yeah, he's he's got the little smirk. And so I know something's up. I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, who is this? Who is he talking to? And then, next thing you know, he's pulling up Snapchat. He opens up Snapchat. I'm like, now this is really weird. Why is he checking Snapchat? And then I hear the words come out of his mouth. He goes, oh, I haven't got it yet. I haven't oh. got it yet. And I was like, the classic is pack. he talking to that is Snapchatting him right now? Ooh. Something's going on. At that moment, I knew. I was like, this is a girl. Something's going down. Deez is about to have a girlfriend. And uh, ever since then, I, you know, he, he's been playing it cool. You know, you know, of course. Yeah. He's playing yeah. it cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're talking. You know, yeah, I like her, but I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going on. But, uh, you know. I'm worried about the man, honestly. You're worried? I'm worried. Why because are we worried? Because, you know, we got a sick pad. He's got friends in Chicago, but we all know Dietz is a little puppy dog, you know? Yep. Is, yep. is Dietz Ooh. moving out? Whoa. Is he, is he moving out? Is she moving back? Is she moving to no, Chicago? No plan. Is he Insider out? details. Is there going to be some no plans. indie Dietz? You think we have some indie Dietz coming? I, you know, he, he denies it, but he also uh, denied that uh, denied anything was going to happen. I see where you're getting at. You, we might have something going on wow. here. Uh, something we're going to definitely have to keep tabs on for the rest we, of we the year. We approved one relocation of uh, Fantasy League owner Tony yeah. Charleston, but we, Tony as 2.0. always... Per Article 4, we have to approve the relocation. So if Dietz wants to move, he's risking leaving the league. Right. Is, is the girl worth it? Is she, is she is worth she, it? She seems pretty cool. I'll give him that. Yeah, 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 sure. I'll give him that. There's nowhere hiding. It's on Instagram now. This is yeah. real. Indianapolis yeah. Dietz. That could be very interesting. Very interesting. Eastern time zone. Oh, time zone change. Might wow. throw, who, maybe they'll throw him off in fantasy, you know? I feel like uh, he can't really stay up for those Monday night or Sunday night no, games. Could, could be a big change. He's so, going to deny it. Yeah, so that's interesting. I felt like we had to cover that first and foremost. Uh, but we don't want to distract from the first place interviewee we have here. Uh, as always, we talk about the team, your draft. You had the fourth overall pick. Uh, and the fourth overall pick was essentially a coin flip. You won a round of 10 or a round of 15, 11. I don't even remember. Steve's still a little butthurt. Yeah. Of about Ranger, the Ranger. Yeah, Poacher, Bear. Bear. Yeah. Now, now, folks at home listening... This was a difference between first place and last place. A difference between Christian McCaffrey and Le'Veon Bell. Ranger Poacher Bears affects 
lives. Yeah, ripples, man. I took the first two. I was. I remember going back for the third round. I felt so confident. I was like, I'm about to get Christian McCaffrey. And then you went straight bear. Straight bear. Bull move. Where yeah. Did that come from? I played mind games with you, man. I, I, you, you know, I, you I, whenever I'm playing rock, paper, scissors, I'm all about just back-to-backs, you know, because everyone's like, all right, he's done that three times in a row. There's no way he's going to do it again. I was. I was like, and I'm just going to keep capitalizing until, until you make me change. And uh, <clears throat> so it worked I, out. Obviously, the great White Hope, White Lightning, Christian McCaffrey has been spectacular for you. Uh, but one of the areas that I've been incredibly interested in is that you have two of the best uh, quarterbacks, Lamar oh, yeah. Jackson and Deshaun Watson. How oh, yeah. has that been for you? Oh, it's it's just been incredible. You know, I uh, you know I, I I'm not one to like want to take a quarterback early, but I always you know if the value's there, I'm a I'm a value driven guy. You know, sure. yeah. I feel like that's one of my benefits in this league is you know you guys are all big football guys. I wasn't a big football guy. Analytics uh, guy. I was. I'm just straight numbers, baby. And uh, so, so it just so turned out that you know Deshaun Watson fell to a favorable pick for me. So I picked him up then and there. And then knowing that I had a solid quarterback, I knew I could wait till a later round to scoop up a second one. And I knew I could kind of take a, a long shot with it. Mm-hmm. So I knew uh, Lamar Jackson. He's a running quarterback. I love running quarterbacks because those big TD points. And I was just kind of like, you know what? I'll scoop him up in the late round. Maybe he works out. Maybe he doesn't. Don't quote me on this because my memory's shit. But I think I had him last year. Or I, I think did you maybe, did too. I think you did. And so I, I kind of had a little crush on him. And I was like, you know what? Uh, you know, if you've got a running quarterback, you got to build. You know that team's building the offense around you and your running capabilities. I was like, if this pans out, there's a big upside. So I went for it. You know, there's something he said in the middle of that explanation is that I'm not a big football guy like you guys are or were. I'm more of a value-driven guy. He took from being dead last in his first year, year two years ago, to getting in the playoffs last year to first place now. Mm-hmm. Quite the ascension. Do you think you can keep on this pace moving forward? Or oh, hell yeah, hell yeah, <laughs> baby. I'm just gonna stick to the numbers. You know, I, I, uh, I, I love fantasy football, and I'm glad you guys brought me into this league because it's really helped me, uh, you know, find my love for football. I was always, you know, into it, but uh, never really had a uh, reason to sit on the couch for eight hours straight on a Sunday, but now I do. And now, you do. It, yeah, now you do. It's fucking awesome. So, uh, your life. so obviously it's a podcast and people can't see what we're looking at, but we have Wes's team up this week. And, and uh, as, as everybody knows, or as Wes and I know, we play mm-hmm. each other this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the opponent rank is all green on his side, and I am, I'm shitting my pants. <laughs> Uh, I am freaking out. It's going to be a solid week. So I'm nervous. Your team here is pretty impressive. You know, you got Amari Cooper, the second-ranked uh, wide receiver at this point. You got you got your namesake Julio, um, Julio Jones at number nine. You got uh-huh. Christian McCaffrey one, Lamar two. You even got Deshaun three. You got Evan Ingram six. I mean, just the, the draft board all around. You can't really credit to. Uh, like a late round pick or anything, it was just a solid draft, which is which is great mm-hmm. to see, um, especially when you capitalize on RPB. So, folks at home, get get practicing if it ever happens again. Your schedule, usually we kind of transition to uh, you start 
how'd you start hot, cold, and different, but you're just hot all along. You're nine and one. Yeah. So you're cruising. Are you worried about any cool down coming up with the playoffs? Because sometimes uh, hot teams don't always stay hot. Oh no, for sure, for sure. I mean, I, I mean, I've been like, you know, in the terms of you know hot. Yeah, I, I've been scoring over a hundred pretty much uh, every week. Besides my one dud week, doesn't matter. Who was that against? That was against Nick, and it, and it may or may not have been Christian's uh, bye week. You know, that had really? nothing you had to do with it. You had the lowest score of your year against Nick. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> crazy stuff. I never would have thought. Schedule gate, twenty nineteen. Schedule gate. It's funny um, you mention that because I think you have like five high scores too. Yes, yeah. uh, there's, there's a solid amount up there, but uh, you know, obviously Tony's team is fucking baller, and uh, he he's uh, he's he's really making a statement as of recent, about to almost beat the high score, and he just takes his defense out this week. Big dick move. That, but, you know, that hurt me. Hey, man. Knowing that he scored 150 points without his defense, <laughs> Yeah, that hurts. Yeah, could have could yeah. taken the league <laughs> record, but he said, nah, I'm, I'm focused on next week. Yeah, I love I, that. I, I give that man credit. I um, think you and, uh, you and uh, Tony have the best two teams in the league, and uh, – I think that there's definitely a correlation between yeah. you guys both being uh, pretty analytics-driven. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, I, I think my, my team was hot hotter at the beginning of the year, for sure. Um, I think that, uh, you know, obviously a big amount of my success is uh, hinged on Christian McCaffrey and the quarterbacks and Amari Cooper putting up big weeks. There's some... There's definitely some scary uh, uh, plays with uh, Damian Williams being like a like a completely boomer bust kind of guy. I mean, who freaking knows with the the Chiefs and uh, Evan Ingram's kind of cooled off. Uh, Julio is you know he's a fucking baller, but the Falcons are kind of trash. So we'll see. We'll yeah, see how it turns out. It's nice though. You can get a little experimental and. Uh adventurous with a couple of those other slots considering your quarterback and rb1 spot are are very uh very consistent and i'm I'm looking through your next three weeks coming up like like we mentioned you have hagan this week week 12 you're playing the one and only kyle miller Mm -hmm. week 13 you're closing out i think it's uh i think you're closing out against jared here yes you are so you have three teams Yep. Fight, there's, you can just crush our hopes and dreams. You have yep. there's five teams fighting for three spots, and you're playing three of those teams. So they're sweating, and you can crush a lot of dreams, or you can you know end up giving giving a loss out, your personal loss out, and giving someone else a win. Yeah. So um, even though you're locked uh, locked and loaded for the number one seat, you might crush some playoff dreams. You might let someone in. So yeah. that's a that's a big, big implications. Point. Yeah. So yeah, you know I. Uh, I kind of hope that I lose to one of those teams. Hopefully me. Um, yeah, you know, I'll give you that. But, uh, <laughs> you know, just because if, if I was that close to an undefeated season and Nick Benassi was the only kid cucking me from that, <laughs> I'm going to be really fucking pissed. I said that, So, uh, as Steve, Steve mentioned earlier in the, uh, in the cast, um, you started out uh, this is your third year – uh, not so great, and then last year you had a re- very good team, and this year you would have uh, an elite team. Uh, I did notice that year that you didn't do so hot, you did have the 10th pick mm-hmm. in the draft, yeah. which, you know, I know you haven't listened to the whole cast yet. I had a little bit of a mm-hmm. pity party. Mm-hmm. That 10th overall pick, 
might not have been all your fault because yeah. uh, we can check the history books here, yeah. but the guy that's had the 10th overall pick has never made the playoffs. You know, I, it's, it's a real thing. I think that, uh, in my opinion, the, the upside of having, you know, a top five pick, I mean, just like Christian McCaffrey, right? Like, you could have one player that carries Just your team. Just the course of the season. You don't have that option to pick 10. Yeah, you, you get 10 and 11. You get the back-to-back pick. You get to play around with that and, you know, fill out your team from there. But, you know, th- those top five spots can be season-changing, as Steve knows. Yeah, personally. Christian McCaffrey versus Le'Veon Bell. And I remember in the – I think it might have been a third round. Four, I forget which round exactly – I was ready to set a uh, pick on Amari Cooper, who took him right before me. Yeah. Nice pick this as man. well. Yeah. So, Love that know, guy. All, sometimes it's just that one slot away. You know, Hagan likes to mention the, the 10th pick. I had a 9th pick and won it all last year. Uh, but BJ had the 10th, and I don't He uh, was doing stand-up comedy. Doing stand-up yeah. comedy. So, we'll see. Uh, Hopefully I'm not the tin man this year. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how that plays out. But, yeah, so what else, you know, outside of fantasy football, what do you have coming up this week? What else do you have? Oh, man. Uh, not much. Just, just working, dude. Working. Work, and working a lot. To the folks sitting at home, working means fantasy football scouring. Yeah. He's not, he's not, when he's at the basement crunching numbers, it's not accounting numbers. <laughs> it's real numbers. So uh, that's good to hear, you know. Got my fantasy football spreadsheets, you know. Got to have them running. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a must. Um, you know, we did. Uh, I forgot to mention earlier, but we did try to have you on uh, podcast one. I yeah. had already I already titled the episode "Double Trouble," and then I had to rename it "Double Trouble Letdown." Uh, Deets had a couple of choice words for you. I think you might have been in the shitter the entire time. Uh, would you like to return that favor? No, I mean, well, you know, I, what, what I can say on that is that, uh, you know, I was a little worried. I was like, you know, that was my opportunity to be on the pod. I was like, am I going to be on the pod this year? <laughs> the election, and then we kept them hanging for the rest we of the season. I was like, are they going to invite me? Am I the <laughs> outsider and the non-Sigma Chi coming in, going from last <laughs> place get now, shitting on kids, and they're this just going to deny me place? the pod? No, I was a little worried. It wasn't even intentional. It just worked out that was, way. I was hey a little man, worried. This is your platform to flourish. Yeah, yeah. so here you are. Yeah. No, I'm yeah. happy for Dietz, man. I'm happy, you know. We, we're going to shit on him. There's probably going to be another couple months of, of, of shitting on this. And, uh, you know, more Miller sending uh, uh, Instagram pics to the uh, text group. We're, we're all happy You know who's a, the, who's a real winner of Dietz getting a girlfriend? Who? Trent. Yeah. He has been late, he's been discussed on this podcast every week since he's had a girlfriend. We haven't mentioned forgot him once. To, yeah. Now that Dietz forgot is to happen. mention Here Trent, but Trent does not listen to the podcast very often, yeah. so he's not. Yeah, even fuck you, Trent. Yeah, he, he so, won't hear he, that. He won't hear it. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, first time we haven't mentioned Trent's girlfriend. Yeah. I do have one thing Actually, to say about the Dietz with the new girlfriend thing, and I'm. This is strictly because I'm competing with him for one of those final playoff spots. I'm hoping that any sexual frustration that he had pre-girlfriend is now alleviated and he can't take any of it out on fantasy football. And then he yeah. just, you know, he's just real mellow, doesn't care. And then, you know, fantasy football just kind of takes a dip. Yeah. That's my hope. Hopefully. <laughs> I don't know if it'll happen. He's got I love that. More real-life things to focus on, man. Yeah, but it's you and me, Steve. You know, I, you know, I, I, I was out of a relationship. I, I was ready to hang with the boys. 
gets you yeah, know hit on some up. ladies and and now this happens so uh i guess it's you be, and me uh, steve we'll have uh, quite a few nights at the basement coming up oh yes Well, that concludes this week's episode. As always, thanks for listening. I do apologize for the pity party I threw earlier, but as some of us know, fantasy football can be very frustrating at times. So next week, maybe we'll be sulking with Steve. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week.